This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and it's so wonderful to be with you. It's a crazy time out there, isn't it? And we are all going through things, and it's different, but it's the same. We're hearing the news, we're hearing this and that and whatever, and we're trying to make sense of any of it or all of it or something. So the question is, is what can we do? What can we do to be part of the solution? And what what can we glean from these lessons that we're learning? And, you know, if we ask the Lord to just open our eyes and our hearts to just have him show us where we're at, is there something that we could be doing different? Our belief systems, are they in check with his belief systems? Are we doing things the way he would want us to do them? Are we living the life that he created us to live? There's just so many things going on, and I I posted something on Facebook, and I just said all of our lives matter, and they do, don't they? Your life matters. My life matters. Everyone's life matters. So we need to pull together and be there for one another. And skin color should not matter. It should be we should just be there for one another. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Who's your neighbor? Anybody and everybody. It's just a crazy world right now. So um, when we were searching for the topic of today and not to get political and not to get so into what we believe to be what's going on, because it would take more than an hour to go through that. And even after talking maybe seven to 70 hours, I think that I I think there's truth that will be known and it's going to be down the road. And, you know, maybe it'll make sense down the road. Maybe it won't. I'm not sure. All I know is that, you know, time tells a lot. And facts will be made aware and we will go, oh, that's what that's what was happening. And we can go back in history and and look at all that. But for right now, uh, in, in just trying to get through the every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month and get through 2020, it's like the year of 2020 is going to be remembered always in a very different light, isn't it? 2020, they're going to talk about 2020. It's supposed to be 2020 is perfect vision, isn't it? Perfect vision in 2020. How does that sit with you? That just came to my mind. I hadn't thought about that before because I remember opening up this year with the year of vision, 2020 vision. What is the vision? Wow, that's a big one. Okay, so we're going to talk about favoritism versus God's plan. And this is an article written by Ray Galea uh, in June of this year. And here's what this says. Are you ready? My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, James 2.1. If there is a favorite in your family and you're not it, you know the pain of being sidelined. Perhaps you watched a sibling get special treatment, singled out for praise, showered with love and gifts, while you are left to live in the shadows to enjoy whatever crumbs came your way. It is hard to know which is worse, parents who do it and deny they do it, or those who boast about their favorite. For some, the last nail is when the will is read out and they are not in it. We see movies about that. It's kind of a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Favoritism causes so much grief, which is why God hates it. 
as do most of us. Favorites don't always welcome the attention. Some even feel guilty for what was really the sin of their parents. Favoritism causes so much grief, which is why God hates it, as do most of us. Five problems with playing favorites. So what exactly are the problems with favoritism? Here's number one. Unlike God, first, it is so unlike God himself who empathetically declares that he shows no favoritism. His plan of salvation is to bless all nations. I will bless those who bless you and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Acts 10.34. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Everlasting life is for whoever believes, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This was beautifully reflected in the ministry of the Lord Jesus, whose table fellowship was radically inclusive. God expects that his people will be similarly open-handed, and open-hearted. I hope this is speaking to each and every one of us right now because I think we need more of this, less judgment and more love. Number two, self-appointed judges. Second, when we show favoritism, we take it upon ourselves to play the judge when God alone is the glorious Lord of glory. Human judgment rarely gets beyond superficial appearances. The gospel reframes the poor, the sick, and the difficult as children of God and rulers in waiting to inherit the kingdom of God. Don't misunderstand. It's not that every poor person is going to heaven. It's not a new gospel of justification by poverty. It's the poor who love him who will inherit the kingdom of God. Anyone who loves him will inherit the kingdom of God. So he's not choosing. He's giving you the freedom of choice to choose, to choose him. Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? The point here is not that God chooses the poor over the rich, but that God chooses from amongst the poor, even though the world does not value them. God takes favoritism very personally. When we insult those whom God has chosen, we insult God himself. Three, resisting God's plan. Some of you listening right now might be resisting God's plan, and you might use the excuse of, if there was a God, why is all this happening? I'm letting that settle for a minute, because I've asked myself that question when it came to my dad dying of cancer at a very young age, and I said, why? Why, God? You know, if you're such a powerful God, why would you let this happen? But out of that personal experience for me, I realized the growth that happened and those that found God and his love in that time of loss. So um, God was there in the midst. God was there and watched over what was happening. But he does allow things to happen, and we don't understand everything. There's a lot going on right now, and I know that God isn't happy. He's not happy about it for sure because he wants people to love one another. It's just amazing to me, but I don't want to go there. I'm just going to let that lie. Third, God may choose, but he chooses from every category of humanity, including the poor. When we favor one person over another, it undoes what God has done. It reverses God's purposes, and that is why it is evil. 
James 2, 5. Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor? Same. It seems like it's the same thing. In the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom, he promised those who love him. So he's promising the kingdom to inherit the kingdom. And it's not just to the rich. It's to those who love him. So you're going to have to ask yourself the question of where your relationship is with your heavenly father. Do you love him? In essence, God is saying the poor may have just joined your church, but I have loved them from before the creation of the world. So don't dishonor them. Before we move on, let's consider the elephant in the room. How can God say he has no favorites when he unapologetically states that many are called but few are chosen, or Jacob I loved and Esau I hated? When God says that he does not show favoritism, he means that God's people will come from every category of humanity. Christianity covers all classes, all cultures, all personality types. Peter explains, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Acts 10, 34, 35 in the NIV version. Scripture. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. The one who fears him and does what is right. Look at what's happening right now. Do you think that what's happening right now, do you think there is fear of the Lord in any of those actions? Is there fear of the outcome down the road? Is there fear? Do they fear God? Undermining the gospel. Fourth, favoritism undermines the gospel by showing preferential treatment to one group over another. We relate to others, not in terms of the gospel of grace, but in terms of how they can advantage us. We become utilitarian where people are reduced to objects for consumption. This is the challenge after church. Whenever we look over the shoulder of the person, we may find a touch boring hoping to be rescued by a more interesting person who shares our interests or even humor. Destroying our witness. Fifth, it destroys the church's witness to the world. Favoritism drags the values of the world into the church of God by rubbing the poor man's nose into his poverty. The result is that the church ends up looking less and less like our glorious Lord Jesus and more like patterns of the world. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And here's the scripture. For that, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind when you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do we just have too much time on our hands? Are we not thinking about the end game? The stirring of the pot, all the angry and hate. Where's the love and where's the fear of God? Seven ways to love people. And this is by uh, Leah Bao. Number one, welcome people like friends rather than strangers. Loving often begins with our attitude. A Christ-like attitude welcomes people rather than excludes them. A Christ-like attitude recognizes that we are all alike in that we are all sinners and need of the bountiful grace of Christ. Romans 15, 7, therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. 
Before this COVID happened and we were isolated, so isolated and restricted from doing what we like to do, I'm a hugger and now I'm not able to hug. Um, handshakes are, are the thing of the past now, and I don't know if that will come back. I don't know. It used to be just standard operating procedure when you meet somebody, especially in the business world, that you shake hands. And I remember and I understand where that all started. And obviously we're not shaking a hand to see if there's a weapon in the hand, but – uh, you know, it was just what we did. And it was out of respect. And now we're not doing that. So I don't know if we're going to hit elbows and or hit feet just to touch or just keep our touching to ourselves. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of interesting. But something I realized, uh, I went to a party before all this happened. And I didn't know very many people at this party, and normally I'm used to knowing people or people knowing me, and at this party, I don't think I knew. I think I knew the person that invited me, and that was about it. So I walked in this room, and there were people everywhere, and everybody seemed like they were having a good time, and most people were paired up into twos or threes or maybe you know five people in a circle, and I know some of you can relate to this where you walk into a party, and um, it's not comfortable at first because you don't know anybody, and there's no – it's just not comfortable. So I've told my children that when something like that happens, to print you're a newscaster and just go up and start asking questions like, oh, so what's your name and what do you do? And, and people like to talk about themselves, right? So I just told them that when you're, when you're uncomfortable, to do that. And they have done that, and it has been successful for them, and it's been successful for me. But now, um, because I've experienced the other side of being a Lone Ranger and when I was in a wheelchair – even more isolated. Some people were just very caring and um, concerned, so they'd come over and say, can I get you anything? Um, but you're kind of, you know, the wheelchair is kind of obtrusive, so it's kind of in the way. So you have to put yourself against a wall. I'm not used to being against the wall. I'm usually in the center of the room. So I was in the, the wall and uh, watching all the action happen around, and it's not like I can get up and walk around and say, hey, what's going on? I had to sit in my chair and watch the action, and people would bring me a, a little bowl of fruit or something. So it was an interesting time frame for me, and it was a new awareness that I that I received. And now I have a new awareness for people that are in wheelchairs, and I treat them differently because I've been there. And, and there's a message in that is that, you know, when you've experienced something, you can relate better to that situation. And I think that uh, some of that could apply to what's going on right now in the world. Um, but what I do now is I look for the one person like I was at this one party where I just couldn't find a circle where I could fit in. I, I couldn't just like, you know, inch in like the puppies when they're puppies and they come in and they're trying to inch in. Um, and so now I make a point to look for that person that felt like I felt that day and that party. And I want to make sure that that person feels comfortable, that that person feels like part of or isn't standing out like a sore thumb because that's what I felt like whatever that term means. But I felt like I was standing out like a sore thumb. So I actually now make a point to look for that person in the room that is feeling like I felt that day. And there's a message in that too. So now I am closing that gap. And I'm hoping, listeners, that when you hear this and you're going, oh, yeah, I've been in that situation. I know what that feels like. Or, oh, my gosh, that wouldn't feel really good. You know, let's think like that when we're hearing things that are going on right now and you know if we can put ourselves in other people's shoes it can help us empathize with them and maybe understand better about what's happening and come up with maybe another solution to um, 
help with the situation. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't want to be part of the problem. If anything, I want to be part of the solution. And I've, I've heard before, there's no such thing as neutral. Because when you don't make a decision, you're making a decision. Right? I mean, if you don't say yes or no, you're still making a decision. So you're not, there, it, there really is no neutral. Even when you put your car in neutral, you're not stopped. You're going. You're rolling normally. So you're still, there's movement. There's something happening. That just came to me. I've never said that before. Interesting thought, though. So number two, look to the needs of others, which is basically what I just got done saying, is that we need to look for the needs of others. Acts 2 tell, tells us this is exactly what the early Christians did right after they were converted. Number three, talk to someone who is different from you. Talk to someone that's different from you. Get their point of view. Get what they're dealing with. Try to understand from their point of view. This could be helpful. My brother, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, James 2.9. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. Number four, invite someone over to your house for a meal. Kind of hard to do right now. But you know what? It's not always going to be like this. Okay, we are going to open up. I'm hoping July is is the month because I want to have a July 4th party and and celebrate independence and freedoms because I'm very thankful for what we had and I want them back. How about you? So 4th of July is a big deal for me and I just want to I, I just want to celebrate 4th of July and I'm hoping we can open up things by then and and have things. I had a meeting with my my marketing team today and I said, when can we have the lunch with Susie's again? And I said, do you think July is too soon? Do you think we can have the lunch with Susie's again? Because we had to cancel all of them. And we had participation. We had a lot of people that were really excited about joining in. And boy, I was. And I can't wait to open that up again. And so uh, we kind of shook our head, yes, that maybe July. And so we're hoping for that. And I can remember when this first started in March that I was thinking, oh, April 15th, we'll be back. We'll be back. April 15th, it should be back to normal for the business and for everything. And here we are in June. Hmm. Crazy. So inviting people for a meal. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And uh, I would love to connect with you. I'd love for you to connect with me. And how do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there and connect with me. Please, please, please go there and connect with me. Um, I want to get to know you. I want I want you to tell me what's going on, how you're feeling, what you're thinking. How can I pray for you? And if you need resources, please let me know. And Um, You know, if I can help you in any way, believe me, I want to do that. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Romans 12, 13, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Now, when when things open up and you can do this, please do it. Look for opportunities. I don't know about you, but I miss the social aspect of life. I I miss having get-togethers, Bible studies. I I miss getting together on weekends and having dinner together and you know, all those things. And so I'm really looking forward to when things open up again and we can do that again because that will be really fun. Okay, number five, allow people to take off their masks. That is so interesting, right? Because it's, it's a terminology, but now it has a whole new meaning, doesn't it? To take off their masks. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. I think that's what a lot of people are trying to do right now. They're trying to care. Carry each other's burdens. But there is a right and a wrong way to do that. 
there is a right and a wrong way, and not every way is equal. And, you know, with the time, it's just um, causing harm to people that are totally innocent in a situation is really not doing anybody any good, and it's only causing harm. So it's very sad. And number six is to pray. Pray. First Thessalonians 5.25, brothers, pray for us. We need to pray. We need to pray like we've never prayed before. And you know what? We need to pray with authority, the name of Jesus. We need to pray with the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. We need to pray with authority. Believe that when you pray that God is hearing you, he's hearing you. He's hearing you. And number seven, smile at them. That's so interesting because when I was in a wheelchair, um, I had a lot of people that would walk by me and they'd look to see my limbs. They'd look to see, well, why is she in that wheelchair without seeing it? You knew what they were thinking because they were looking to see why you were in the wheelchair. And then they would either keep their eye contact away from making eye contact or they would make sure they made eye contact and with a big smile saying hi. Now, I'm the third now. When I see somebody in a wheelchair, I am looking to see if they have their members all there. Um, you know. And then if I get in an elevator, I'm always asking, what happened? What happened? And nobody really asked me what happened because I had everything available. So, I mean, I, my legs were there. Um, sometimes people would just say, ooh, looks like it hurts or something. Um, but I didn't get too into, like, what happened. So um, I really liked it when people would smile at me. And I loved it when someone said, hey, you want me to wheel you around for a while? That was great because I didn't have an easy wheelchair. I had kind of a less expensive one. that It was not really easy to move those wheels around. So I really appreciated when someone wanted to push my wheelchair. It was great. So smile at them. The simple act of smiling can communicate warmth, welcome, and love and pave the way to a conversation. A smiling person is also easier to approach and talk to. And if you don't have time to stop and say hello to someone, a smile says you notice and acknowledge that person. Many of my sweetest friendships began by smiling at one another, sometimes for several weeks before a conversation eventually happened. 1 John 4, 9, 11. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And that scripture is 1 John 4, 9, and 11. Look it up. Underline it. And memorize it. That would be a smart thing to do. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief, brief break. What would you do if your two year old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. 
revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the show, I'd love to talk with you. I know a little bit about the uh, ins and outs of advertising and marketing. And so if you'd like to just connect at that level, I would love to talk to you, too. Ecola has been footing the bill for quite a while now, and, and even though it's wonderful and, and I appreciate that they can do that, it would be really nice to have someone else on the air. You know, Ecola is a termite and pest control company. They've been around since 1983, and uh, we have six offices. We're looking for employees. So if you are looking for a new career, um, this is a great opportunity because we were and are an essential company, meaning that during this time of pandemic, we have been able to work and serve and be there during this trying time because we have to know how to use uh, PPE, which is uh, personal protective equipment, um, gloves, respirator. Uh, we put booties on. Um, we have coveralls, uniforms, all of that. You know, I think I said gloves already, but uh, we, we have to use all of those things when we're doing our treatments. And so when we come to your house, we always... We have to be well. We can't come to your house if we're not well. And we always ask the question, are you well? Is everybody in your household well? Because I don't want my employees going into something that, that could be detrimental to them and their health because their safety is very important to me and uh, and their families. And so my customers' safety is equally as important. And we want to make sure that everybody is getting what they need and, and not going beyond that if we don't need to. If we can do a service outside and keep the problem outside, then we don't even need to go in the house. And that's great. We also have a Leave It Clean program. And what that is, is it's the strongest disinfectant that's available. It has a danger uh, label on it, which is the, the strongest you can get. 
And we're uh, applying that to any frequently touched area, like um, doorknobs, anywhere where there's hands touching and, and whatnot. We leave it cleaner than we came into, or where what we came into, we leave it cleaner than, than that. So it's cleaner when we leave than when we came. And uh, we feel that's just an added benefit. We're not charging extra. It's an added value. And we're hoping that puts people at more at ease by having E. coli out to their home to take care of their um, services needed, like rodents. You don't want to live with rodents. Fleas carry disease. We now have a service for mosquitoes. It's amazing. I love this uh, program because what happens is, is they're attracted to the bait. They get the uh, bait poison on them. They fly away from there and go to the sitting water because that's what helps the mosquitoes to multiply and populate. And so it will um, cause this product to get in the water. So any mosquito that goes to the still water, the the sitting water, um, it will affect them too. So it's got this transfer effect, and it's very helpful on getting rid of the problem with mosquitoes. Termites, they don't stop eating just because there's a pandemic. They're continually eating your home, so you want to make sure that you take care of that too. Uh, Bugs such as fleas... The rodents, the fleas on rodents, you know, we, we know that, that um, they carry typhus sometimes. And we've already had some issues, which I haven't heard in 40 years that there's any uh, of these problems. And now there is. And so these things are, are here. And we need to make sure we do what we can. I am very thankful. I'm very proud. I feel very humbled that we are able to take care of these issues and that we are needed. We are necessary. So if you need any termite, pest, rodent, bed bug, Mosquito, there's more, uh, services, call E-Cola, E-C-O-E-C-O-L-A, Termite and Pest Control Services. And if you can't remember that, just remember Termite Lady. TermiteLady.com will get you there to the website. And we have so much information on there that educates you to the level in which you want to be educated so you can ask questions that are going to be pertinent to you and your situation. And we will individualize the best solution for you. We have traditional methods and we have the non-chemical, less invasive methods. So you can use any of those. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. And if you are looking for a career, we need you. And so we will, we, we can train skill, we can't train attitude. So what I ask is clean driving record and a great attitude, and we will help you do the rest, all right? Because you do need to get licensed. Um, we are highly regulated by the Structural Pest Control Board. And so we just need to make sure we're doing everything the right way, all right? So call us, and, and we'll be happy to talk to you about that. Okay, so I'm going to read from Sarah Young's Jesus Calling, enjoying peace in his presence. I don't know about you, but I need peace. I need peace so much right now, and I know that in order for me to get peace, I have to be still, and I have to be calm, and I have to just whew, breathe in, breathe out, find a quiet place, you know, reach up to him, talk to him, tell him what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and then ask him to reveal his thoughts into you. Let him breathe into you what he wants you to believe, what he wants you to think, how he wants you to walk, where he wants you to walk. What, you know, what what do you want said, Lord Jesus? What do you want me to say in this situation? What do you not want me to say in this situation? How do I show your love in this situation? Those are the questions and those are the conversations that you can have with a God who never sleeps. No matter what time, you know, I wake up all hours of the morning and night, and it's very comforting for me to know that he is awake and he will hear me no matter what time it is, day or night. 
So, relax in my healing, holy presence. Be still while I transform your heart and mind. Let go of cares and worries so that you can receive my peace. Cease striving and know that I am God. Do not be like the Pharisees who multiplied regulations, creating their own form of godliness. They got so wrapped up in their own rules that they lost sight of me. Even today, man-made rules about how to live the Christian life enslave many people. Their focus is on their performance rather than on me. I'm going to stop right there, and what came to mind right there is that, you know, when you have people that you're talking to about the Lord and and they're cussing or they're drinking or they're smoking or they're doing something that you know is not good for them. It's not good for them. And they say when you talk about the Lord and they say, well, I need to clean my act up before I can, you know, be a follower of Christ. And God's just up there looking down on that person and shaking his head, saying, do you not realize that I love you right where you are, who you are right now, that anything you've done, no matter where you've been, my love and my grace is sufficient for you. And all I'm asking of you is that I'm not going to reach my hand down and snatch you. I'm not going to make you go against your will. All I'm asking is for you look up and for you to want to choose me, for you to want to choose me and my way, the truth, the light. That's all I'm asking. That's all he's asking of you. He's not asking for you in your own power to straighten your act up. He's saying, come to me right now, right where you are right now, in your despair, in your depression, in your fear. Come to me. And I will put you at rest. You will have peace. I don't know about you, but I mean, we really need that right now. I know I do. It is through knowing me intimately that you become like me. This requires spending time alone with me. Let go, relax, be still, and know that I am God. So here's two scriptures that go along with that. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So cease striving and know that I am God, meaning you can't do it on your own. You can't do this on your own. You need God to give you the power, you know, and, and he's giving you the freedom to choose. There's that word freedom again. He's giving you the freedom to choose. Psalm 46.10 and then First John 3.2. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In order to want to be like someone, you've got to know what they're like. And the only way you can do that is by spending time with them. So you need to get to know your heavenly father, the one who created you. Yes, you. Yes, you. You need to understand who he is, and you also need to know who you are in him. Now, the SueFreeze.com, SueFreeze, spelled like fries, one word, .com, has three pages of I am's. And these I am's are scriptures that are pulled out of the Bible that are talking about who you are through God's eyes. This is free to you because I feel like it's it's been a life changer for so many people. 
and it's available to you. All you have to do is go on my website and look for the IMs. There's two separate sections of IMs. There's the free one. That's three pages of IMs that just tells you who you are in Christ. And then there's the one where you can record your own voice with the scriptures of IMs, and you can listen to those with your headset on at night, go to sleep with it, wake up with it, and just keep hearing these scriptures in your mind to transform you. It renews your mind, transforms your mind, and it's something we need to do in order to change the outcome. So those are available to you. One's free, one's not. Uh, Both of them I recommend highly. There's also a business opportunity page. I don't talk about it very much. I figure if someone goes on my website, they're going to do some search. And if you go there, when you go there, um, know that there's business opportunities because everybody out there, I mean, a lot of you aren't working right now, and this might be a way. Um, These are products that I use personally that I endorse because I believe in them. I've been using them for a long time. And I can tell you that they're really, for me, they're great products or I I wouldn't even have them on my page. Uh, And I recommend them. So if any of those um, you're interested in buying, if you want to get them at a discount, that's how I start this program out is it's a business opportunity, but it's also products that you use on a regular basis. So when you use things on a regular basis, wouldn't you want to get a discount on those? I do. Uh, So that's what these are about is that you can buy them at a discount. And then if you share them with others, which I'm doing, because when you go to a good movie and you like the movie, don't you want to tell other people about the movie because you want them to experience what you experienced? Yes. So if you have a drink or you have a lipstick or you have a whatever that you really like, don't you want to share that with those that you like? And if they want to do it, too, then that's great. It's kind of a referral program if you think about it. You know, it's a referral program. There's nothing wrong with a referral program. Anyway, so those business opportunities are available to you. So I have a friend, and his name is Bill, and he listens to my show. In fact, um, he's been my friend for over a year now, and I call him my angel because he prays for me. And I feel like the Lord uh, put us together in a way. Um, Not in a way. I believe the Lord helped us find. He, He actually found me. Uh, regarding asthma and my book that I wrote on asthma, learning to breathe. Anyway, uh, he just shared something with me today, and I thought I would share it with you because I think it's so timely right now. So uh, here's what he wrote. He said, hi, Sue. When going through a period of unrest, here's a wonderful lesson. Habakkuk 1125, the prophecy that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen or cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abound. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. And here's the Lord's answer. Look at the nations and watch. And be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. As believers, we know God will work for good, good even beyond which we can imagine. Isn't it wonderful to be free of the anxiousness that pervades our society and especially those lost souls on the nightly news? God bless Bill. He sent this to me, and I thought I would share it with you because I felt like it was just so right on. He, um, Bill is somebody that prays for me. He's a prayer warrior, and he prays for me, and he always sends me things that remind me um, 
that God's in control reminds me that my peace is in him. If you've just tuned in, thank you for doing so. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like friesoneword.com. I'd love for you to connect with me. I really would. I, I challenge you to do that. I really want to hear from you because I think it's important that we stick together, that we talk together, that we just keep the, you know, the lines of communication open and that there's no judgment. Okay. We, we, we don't want to judge each other. We just want to love each other. And, and this could create a whole new understanding of where people are and why they're there. And, and, and it could be a good thing, and it should be a good thing. We, we need to learn from one another. And, and through trials and tribulations, I've found that, that we become better. We can become better as people, at least I hope so. If we get so stuck in our ways and we're so absolute about what we believe and what we think, then there's no room. There's no room to learn. There's no room to grow. There's no room to be better than we were the day before. So I do believe that every life is important, that every life matters. I do believe that, you know, when we cut, we all bleed, and we bleed the same. I mean, our bodies are created the same. And so we are all so important, and there is no favoritism in God's eyes. There's not. He's chosen each and every one of us, and he created each and every one of us, and we cre- he created us for a purpose. I don't believe rioting is a purpose that he created. I don't believe that these things that are happening right now is what God wants from us. Um, I, I saw on Facebook, without getting too deep, but I saw on Facebook that this gentleman uh, that was one of the protesters, he was telling the newscaster that he was hired, that someone was paying him to protest. Well, I thought that people, when they protest, are protesting because they believe in something so strongly that they just really want to have their message and their voice heard. But in this case, this gentleman said, oh, yeah, I'm getting paid to be here. I'd rather be surfing than, than be here protesting. But I get paid to be here. And also, I get paid for every other person that might not even know what they're protesting. They're just holding a sign. They're getting paid to hold a sign. Um, but, yeah, I get paid extra if I bring more people to protest. So I, I think that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yep, I think that's interesting. So on a personal note, let me tell you some positive fun things that are happening in Sufri's life is that tomorrow I have another mom that's going to move into the ministry house and I'm very excited about it it's uh she has a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and uh she's moving in and so now there's gonna be two moms in the home and um I'm gonna be driving out there tomorrow morning or tonight and and helping helping them move in and it's just really exciting to see something that you know that I had a dream and it was a god dream and you know, this happened like 12 years ago, and so it took, I mean, not 12 years ago, it happened when I was 12, 12, 13, 14, around there. And now, 50 years later is when it becomes uh, a reality. So so the message in that is, is that if God places a dream in your mind, don't squish it, don't push it down. You know, keep it alive, and it might not be just right now. The timing might not be right now. Like for me, it took 50 years. The timing is now, 50 years later, um, is the right time. Uh, another thing that happened is I rescued two alpacas and a goat from a home of a lady that was 84 years old, and she couldn't feed them and take care of them anymore. So I took them on. I took them over to a friend of mine, and he has lots of animals and everything. And, and uh, sad to say, but I lost one of the alpacas, and I'm very sad about that. But I still have one alpaca left. 
and this goat, and I've learned how to shear, and I'm learning about the fur of the alpaca and how it's used um, as a textile for sweaters and blankets, and it's very expensive. And I don't know how that works, but anyway, I'm learning, and it's fun. It's something new. It's something different, and it's something um, positive. It's a very positive thing, right? And uh, just today, I, in the parking lot uh, over the weekend, the garage sale thing was open again. And so I went garage selling, and I, I met this couple, and they talked about chickens. And I said, oh, you have chickens? And they said, yes, we have chickens. And I said, oh. I said, you know, I'd like to have some chickens. And uh, my friend looked at me like I was crazy. But I want chickens because I used to have chickens. And I used to uh, go down in the morning and get the chicken eggs, and I'd eat them. And it was really good. So I said, well, I want to hatch the chicken you know i want to get the eggs so i can watch the chicken come peck out of the egg shells and i thought what a neat experience for these kids at this ministry house for them to experience chickens and then for them to have a responsibility to feed and water and you know they're not dangerous they're not going to hurt them and so that is what we're planning on doing is to let them have some animals to take care of and they're very excited about it so I had to get an incubator, and I had to get the heat lamp. And so I said, well, I'm going to be there tomorrow because I'm helping this mom move in. And they said, well, why don't you come on uh, Friday or Saturday because I want to make sure we have enough eggs and that, you know, this will be a test run. I said, well, how much are you going to charge me for the eggs? And they said, how about we give them to you? And I said, I'm smiling right now. Um, very exciting. And I just met them at a garage sale. So you never know what you're going to find at a garage sale. I found a person that has chickens and eggs. So yes, that's a whole new venture for me too. So I just thought I would share that with you because I'm actually really excited about it. I'm not so excited about losing the alpaca and we don't know what happened to the alpaca, but we're going to find out hopefully because I don't want to have any other animals die. Uh, So it's kind of important. So that's going on. Uh, My daughter's daughter Montana Jade is uh, reaching four months old. So now they're smiling and talking, and uh, it's just so much fun to be with her. Uh, And you know what's really special is my daughter on Mother's Day. She wrote a really special message. It was like, I don't know, it's something that you just say, gosh, I've arrived, because my daughter just wrote this um, very appreciative message letter to me basically on Facebook in front of everybody just stating that she appreciates and understands so much more about motherhood and the sacrifices mothers make so to all you mothers out there hooray hooray and and way to go another thing that I noticed is with the mom that's moving in is she has a five and an eight-year-old and uh, when they were in there the mom the the kids wanted to keep interrupting so this is a kind of a fun little story, is that they, they just kept on interrupting, you know. And so I finally sa- I stopped, you know, the mother, and I stopped the kids, and I said, hey, kids. And they looked at me. They're cute little boys. I said, hey, I said, can you see that your mom and I are talking? And they shook their head, kind of, yeah. And I said, well, I said, if, if what you're going to say could wait, do you think maybe you could wait until we're done? Because this is kind of an important conversation. Do you think maybe you could let us have this conversation? Because it, it's really kind of important. And they go, oh, okay. And I said, look, if you really need to say something, just why don't you just say, like, excuse me or something? And then, and then your mom, when she gets a break in conversation, she'll, she'll say, okay, what would you want to say? And they said, okay. So we weren't in the conversation two minutes longer. And one of the little boys tested it out. And he looks at his mom and looks at me and says, excuse me. And he said it again. And I said, what did you just say? 
And he goes, excuse me? And he kind of cowered down a little bit, excuse me? And I said, oh, my gosh, that's music to my ears. Oh, my gosh, that sounded so wonderful. And they both, like, giggled a little. And then he said what he had to say, which really wasn't that important. But we all knew that already, right? And, uh, you know, and so then uh, we went on again and started talking again. And then all of a sudden the other one decided they had to excuse me, too. So they did. And again, I said, oh, my gosh, that was so amazing, you know. And so then they started saying excuse me every five seconds. But the the story of this is that we... Uh, you know, it's boundaries. It's having healthy boundaries. And the mom said to me, "Are you? Were you a strict mother?" And I thought that was a funny question. Were you a strict mother? And I said, "Well, you'd have to define strict because I was consistent in my discipline. My kids knew that if they did something, that I was going to be there and I was going to clamp down on it right away because boundaries are important. I didn't have boundaries so much, and I feel like boundaries are so important. So you voice your boundary and you follow up and follow through, and then you won't have the troubles when they become teenagers. That's my motherly advice for the day. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day, and love, not judge. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's a time of the year when... Bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E. Cola, powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.